You're listening to Together by AGCI. I'm Melissa Rush. Today, we're talking about all things mom. This Mother's Day episode is a celebration of moms everywhere. Whether you're an adoptive mom, bio mom, mom mom-to-be, or praying that motherhood is part of your journey, this episode is a celebration of you. In this episode, we chatted with Brooke, AGCI adoptive mom of six about her motherhood journey. Let's get into our conversation. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Brooke. Um, I'm just so excited to hear about your journey. I know you're an experienced adoptive parent, which is always great to hear. Um, So this might be kind of taking things back a bit, but um, can you just kind of start by talking about, you know, when did you know that you wanted to be a mom? Okay. So probably I was almost 30 um, and I'm 53 now. So that's been a while back. And Mm -hmm. at the time, my husband and I, we had different faith traditions. So it was kind of like, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to raise our kids? And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, it had to have only been God that just the thought popped into my mind, like, let's do foster care and let's just take babies and love on babies and then love on their parents. Mm -hmm. So, um, somehow miraculously he agreed to this too. And we go to the first meeting and, um, you know, they just tell you all the awful things that could happen, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, clearly, yeah, we don't want our house to burn down and all that. So, but anyway, God just put everything in, in order and just brought different people in our lives. And he looked at me like, we're not doing this again. And, but we had to bring a dessert to the second meeting. And that's Mm -hmm. the only reason we got back there, the second meeting. And at the time there was this um, older couple and they had a baby and they were like, we just want to love on babies and love on their mamas. So it's like, God put that um, in place for us. So um, yeah, so we started doing foster care. We had one at a time. I was a big chicken. I would only take one at a time. Um, and we did that, had great relations with the families. And then we moved to Ohio. We went through the process again um, and then adopted our, our daughter. And then we have adopted three from China and then two from Haiti. But each time it was totally God. I would have never in my life, I wasn't one of those, like as a young child, they're like, I've always wanted to adopt. And, you know, I was never that way at all. Um, I am from a big family of six, but I never intended to have six kids. But (laughs) at that point, when we got to like after four um, and we knew we wanted to adopt from Haiti, we knew we wanted to, we wanted somebody that looked like them, shared that culture. So Mm -hmm. we knew we wanted to adopt too. And I was like, well, I'm the youngest of six. I wouldn't be around either. So, um, so here we are. Yeah, and wow. it's funny when you said when you said adopt um, experienced adoptive parent because I don't think of myself that way at all. Like I'm <laughs> going to walk with somebody tomorrow, like that has adopted five. I'm like, okay, I can't wait to meet with Anne and she can give me advice. But somebody, I had a question for somebody else that had just said it, had twins, and they're like, I should be asking you. You're the experienced parent. I'm like, oh, I don't feel experienced at all, you know. <laughs> so anyway, I don't. So no matter how many we've adopted, like we never have it all figured out. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always a journey, but I guess just for, for folks who like maybe aren't parents yet, um, just thinking that, I mean, you guys have adopted six children, which is pretty incredible. So you might not see yourself as experienced, but I think the world does. (laughs) Um, so obviously that's kind of a big transition going from, you know, kind of dipping your toe into foster care and then, you know, fast forward to today, you've adopted six kids. How did you guys decide that, adoption was the right path for you? Um, so when we did, um, foster care, that was our intent was that we would just foster. And, um, like our first little guy, 
we spent the the um, night in the hospital with him. Just he was a preemie, learning about his apnea monitor and all that. And by the next day, I was like already boohooing, like how in the world can I ever ever give him back, you know? Mm-hmm. And but God is so good, and He just you know just so many God just has shown up so many times and. Um, so I guess that's how we knew we wanted to be parents is like, we didn't really know until we got into it and they're like, oh yeah, you know, um, you know, so in a roundabout way, I was like, I didn't, that wasn't our intent starting out. Yeah. Um, but that's where we ended up. Yeah. Um, was there anything, I know that this is looking back a bit for you, but, um, is there anything that when you first decided you guys were starting that process that scared you about like adoption or kind of made you hesitate? Um, I think with the foster care, it really didn't because you have the babies and you're mm-hmm. like, you, they're with you. You love on them. It doesn't matter. You don't, you don't even think about any concerns. So um, God put it on our hearts to adopt from China. And when you, when I say that, it's like, oh yeah, I'm this obedient person. No, I put it off for like five years. And I had um, a friend say, you know, God just showed us in incredible ways that we were supposed to do that. And um but I kept putting it off because I'm like, I have this nice little life with my daughter right now. Like, yeah. why do I need to do that? And, um, he just, you know, showed up in amazing ways. And anyway, so finally, um, finally we went through with that process and I'm kind of getting on a tangent. Like, I'm not even sure what your question was. This no is where we need to edit. Uh, you're fine. You're edit. fine. I just, I just was asking, you know, um, I mean, honestly, like becoming a parent, no matter oh, how you do concerns. it. Is, yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. That's where I was going with this rabbit trail. <laughs> You're good. And so at the time, you know, China, uh, um, it, the process was getting longer and it was finally where it was just special needs. Well, mm-hmm. even though we had fostered a little guy with cerebral palsy that I would have adopted in a heartbeat, just choosing that special needs was so incredibly scary. Yeah. And again, I go to a meeting and there's this person who happens to be the person I'm walking with tomorrow that was there. And she just shared about their daughter that had special needs and that they would have never you know, that was scary for them, but they will adopt again and they will adopt someone that has special needs. So again, God has to be really, really obvious with me and put people in place. So I think that's the biggest one. It's just that unknown, Mm -hmm. you know, what are those special needs? And, um, yeah. And so we've done special needs and they haven't been a big deal at all. You know, we have a daughter with club feet. You'd never know it. She's Mm -hmm. active running. You know, we had one, um, that had a repaired cleft flip, which is a little bit more obvious. Mm -hmm. We had a third one with special needs that they said she had a malformed skull and she had what's called, um, crying mouth syndrome. Mm -hmm. Well, her malformed skull was just like a flat spot, you know? So in my mind, I'm like, okay, so her head will be off. We'll get stairs. And I'm like, we get stairs because she's so cute, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that whole special needs is scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I look at some of ours, I'm like, they haven't been a big deal. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I think that's what's scary, that unknown. But, you know, even giving birth, you don't know. There's Absolutely. no guarantees that you're going to have a, a normal child. But anyway, I think that's probably the, the biggest concern for so many people because they are going to have some special needs of some sort just because they've had, you know, they've lived in an orphanage for a while or mm-hmm. whatever. But it's just it's manageable, you know? Yeah. No, I, I think that's something we, I mean, I've heard that a lot from parents is like going into it. You're, you know, I mean, that's just how people are, right? Your brain just goes right. to like worst case scenario. Exactly. No matter exactly. what. And it's just never quite there. Like it's never quite at right. that level. Like the, this, the, right. you know, the situations that you work through in your head and then 
they're home and they're, they're a real person and you love them. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I can't believe I was so worried about this thing that now I don't even think about. But yeah, but it is and scary. I, it is. And I think what is kind of funny about ours is so all of our special needs um, children we didn't have any of those special needs on our special needs checklist. You know, it's like, so club feet, we didn't have. And so, you know, and then like you said, you Google it and it's like, oh no, it's the worst thing they could be, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, at all. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good to keep in mind. That special needs checklist is kind of like an infamous thing that people (laughs) scares everyone because you're like, oh my goodness. Like, how do I decide yes or no on these things? Like our child is our child, you know? So. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm sure every adoption has been different, but is there like a lesson that you've learned that you would tell somebody who's like just, you know, embarking on the process? Like what's kind of the biggest takeaway you've had over your six adoptions? So I think especially with international adoption, Mm -hmm. there's always going to be issues. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be like a paperwork is messed up or it's there just so expect delays, expect issues. And I think for me, not until our third adoption, I feel like there's a huge spiritual battle that goes on Mm -hmm. um, that the enemy does not want these children in homes and in Christian homes. And so um, expect some battles that's going to happen, you know? Um, So I think that would be my biggest is that there, there will always be. And so finally it's like this last one's like, yeah, yeah, of course that's going to happen. Of course the paperwork, this and that, and you just, that's, that's part of the process. Mm -hmm. So just kind of like, having that in your mind that there's going to be some kind of it, you know, you don't know what it's going to be, but there's going to be something that comes up along the way. Right. Like our our last one is our daughter who's lived with us all along turned 18. So Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we have three adults living in the household, you know, so it's like we had to redo everything. And it's finally just gotten to the point where I kind of laugh about it. Just like, of course, of course, you know, because it's just going to happen. Yeah. Laugh or cry, right? One of the two. Laugh or cry. It's just like, I choose to laugh anymore. It's like, it's just kind of funny, but it's like, okay, nothing is going to stop us. I don't care how many times, you know, we're nothing is going to stop us from adopting these kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so can you kind of tell me what led you to AGCI for the adoption of your youngest kids? Like what, what stood out? Yeah, I think um, it's just one of those agencies that I kept hearing about. Mm-hmm. Um, we know the, um, the founders of back-to-back ministries, um, Beth Guckenberger. And I remember, and I already kind of connected with AGCI. And again, I feel like it's always God, you know, yes. puts that all yeah. together. <laughs> but um, she used AGCI to adopt one of their sons. And I'm like, okay, she is familiar with all these adoption agencies. And if she chose AGCI, then, okay, we, you know, it's a great organization. Oh, well, I'm glad you had a good referral. <laughs> yeah. Um, was there anything in particular when you, you know, you landed on AGCI, um, you just, you know, you wanted to, you'd done international adoption before you wanted to pursue that path. Like what drew you to the Haiti program? Um, again, it was a God thing. Um, so we, I told you we'd put off the China adoption yes. Yeah. and it was, um, our pay, our dossier was almost complete to go to China. And I went to um, a food packing event and it was at the one year anniversary of Haiti. And I was in my mind like, okay, God, I'm going to go adopt this one time. Like I put off five years. I basically was telling him I will do it, but I was like dragging my feet. And there was just this um, presentation on all of the orphans in the world and just the need. And I just 
kind of, that's kind of one of those things you have those key turning points or key things in your life. And I just like became emotional. I'm like, Lord, I can't believe I'm telling you, I'm just going to take one. I'm like, you know, there's so many, there's such a need. So like here, here we are, you know? And so God really put that, um, put Haiti on our, it's like, okay, so if this is what we want to do, then where? And of course that was at the anniversary. And again, just if you're looking for where, if God's, you know, like, where is he calling me to go? Mm -hmm. Like we would read something or something would come in the mail. And um, so we knew we were supposed to go to Haiti, but then the doors were closing. And so Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's when like they became Hague. So each time we would try to adopt from Haiti, the doors would close. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, but again, then we went to China and we didn't know it, but we adopted again from there, you know, but, yeah. but there for a t- while that Haiti, the doors were just closed mm-hmm. and I, or we were, we had to wait so long because we just adopted from China, but we just kept at it. And I, I would tell people, um, because the Haiti process is not like our other, like China, it was just China's like, bup, 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 bup. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's still like that, but. Um, and I would always say, Hey, unless God is calling you to Haiti, do not adopt from Haiti. You know, I'm like almost like steering people away from it. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I will not say that again, because these two kids are so incredibly precious. And there's just something about Haitians. I, they just have this spunk and this sweet spirit and, you know, are they challenging at times? Yes. You know, (laughs) are they loud at times? (laughs) But, um, it's just Haiti. It's just a it was just a God thing that, and there's, it's one of those things like I've been disobedient before. So, so yeah, I think the whole Haiti, it's just, it was being obedient and um, God's ways are better than our ways. And it would have been easy. The easy thing would have been just like, let's just continue on, uh, go back to China. It's Mm -hmm. so easy. We've done the process, but um, that doesn't work to go, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Your like obedience to that. Cause I, I I mean, I know it's, it's always, it's challenging and, you know, especially when like roadblocks are coming up, but like, obviously it, mm-hmm. it was how it was meant to be because you have your beautiful right. children now. And that's, I just love hearing that. Um, so as you mentioned there, it, there, you know, it was kind of a long process because you guys started mm-hmm. in 2016. Yes. Uh, so our, yeah, our dossier, um, was logged in two th- November, 2017. Oh, okay. okay. And we yeah, but we started the process in 2016, you know, so by the time mm-hmm. you do the paperwork, so finally got it finished and logged in 2017. And then they came home in October, 2021. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So that's quite a while. Um, that's can, quite a while. <laughs> can you talk a little bit more just about this, uh, this recent journey? And, you know, I'm sure that, uh, COVID came into play in some ways and, you know, did the pandemic, you know, cause more delays in your adoption or how did that work out? Yes. So we were matched March 17th of 2019. So it's just like, oh, right. As soon as we were matched, then boom, everything shut down. And um, so all along in the Haiti process, I think the thing that I just did not like about the Haiti process is that you would go meet with the kids for a couple weeks and then you would leave them. Mm -hmm. And I would say, that's like the worst thing ever. And in fact, and I didn't even realize it that I had prayed in my prayer journal, like, Lord, if there's any way just to make this one trip possible, you know, please let that happen. Well, it's funny. So right after we were matched, we were having dinner with some friends and we were going to talk about the process and when would we get to go? And, and I just just expressed that. I'm like, I will, there's just any way we could just go on the one trip. You know, my husband was like, Brooke, I'm like, can the Haitian government just change? And my husband was like, Brooke, that's not going to happen. I'm like, well, with God, all things are possible. 
the very next day we get a call and AGCI is like, you're never going to believe this, but they're going to let you do your first call or first visit virtually. Oh, wow. <laughs> so then, so then, so, they, so then the worker there was like, oh, so thanks for COVID, Brooke. And I'm like, no, it's just like good things come from COVID, you yeah. know, good things can come from it. <laughs> Yeah. So how, what was that like, like meeting them virtually for the first time? I mean, that must've been kind of a unique experience. Well, yes. So I, and I cannot wait until our son Dawins is older. And so he can really comprehend this, but our first visit with him, like he showed no expression, Mm -hmm. did not smile, nothing. And I'm like, okay, he's going to be kind of slow and kind of mentally probably challenged. Like, cause Dawinska, the girl, she was like more like laughing and no expression, probably the first two times. Um, and then finally we were getting a little bit more out of him. Mm-hmm. Well, he could not have more personality. Like he's going to be <laughs> the head of the drama department. He's super smart. And it's just so funny how, like, so my first impression of him was he's kind of slow, doesn't have much personality, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think he was so smart you know, cause he was like four and a half. And even at that, like taking this all in, like they look so different. Mm-hmm. What are they doing this? You know, what does this all mean? Yeah. And so it's just funny. Your my first impression of them is totally different, you know, than what I thought. Now I thought she would kind of be a handful and just kind of be spunky. And that has proven true, but <laughs> especially him, and his personality was completely different. Um, and so in that video, which we are thankful, you know, we got to do that. Mm-hmm. Looking back when you're like, well, our China kids, they don't even older get like you just show up. That's the first time they've ever had any knowledge of you mm-hmm. in general. Um, and so at least they had seen us, but it, it got to the end. And I share this with another um a mom that was doing the video was it's almost like you almost dreaded it because it's so hard like when they watch tv the screen they're watching disney yeah. and as much as we would try to sing and dance and you know it's just not the same they were being yeah. taken away from their friends to have this call with these people that they say they're going to come get us but it's been like over a year yeah you know yeah. and so i would just think you know tell parents that 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 it's okay to, I was literally, I'm sad to say, I'm like, I was dreading those calls because I'm like, it's kind of hard because you just could see there was a while they were excited. And then as the, as it wore on, you could tell they were just like, okay, yeah. you know, when are you coming? You know? Yeah. And so that, that was kind of tr- tricky with all that, but. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, and I can only imagine, especially with kids that age where they're like, like you said, are you really coming? Who are you? You know, yeah. you're kind of like, you say yeah. this, but like, they don't have that you don't have that relationship where they like can, you know, de- know they can depend on you yet, you know? Right. Um, right. W- were there other aspects of the process that, you know, stood out to you or, you know, that just were different than you expected or different than your other adoptions? Um, let me think about that. I don't really know. So let me, can you give me a little bit more oh, like yeah. specific, maybe what you want? Yeah. Um, well, I guess just because this is such a unique time in the world to have like gone through an right. adoption during a global pandemic. Um, I didn't know if there were other aspects of the process that, you know, had changed from your last adoption. Well, um, like I think I mentioned like China, it was just like, this happens in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then this, you get this. And then in 
in like six weeks, you'll this. I mean, it's like so spelled out Mm -hmm. where Haiti is just like, you know, we thought we would get them in September and then May and then October, you know, so, so with Haiti in particular, and I don't know, I'm just comparing the two countries. Mm -hmm. It's so unpredictable. Mm -hmm. And of course you throw the pandemic in that and then the political unrest going on in Haiti. And so it was kind of super crazy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But we always feel like, again, God's timing is always perfect, Mm -hmm. you know? And we felt like we got them at a perfect time. That's so great to hear. Um, So they've been home, gosh. Four months. Four months. Okay. So how, yeah. Not that I'm counting, but it's four months. (laughs) Four months. How has the transition been? Um, it's, it's going really well. And I sometimes just think God knows that I need easy, like easy kids, <laughs> you know? So, but, but the first two weeks, especially it was so hard. And I, you know, we would take babies one at a time. And I remember thinking, wow, people would take older kids and take more. They're like, that's incredible. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wow, we just did that. And it's really hard, you know? Yeah. And so, um, and again, I, think there's a spiritual battle that's going on. Um, but it is really tough, you know, mm-hmm. um, you're tired and you're just like, wow, we had it so easy. And now, you know, so I think just expecting some of that, that it's tough. And I, I shared, um, I'm just going to be vulnerable. Like it was this one time we were trying to get them down for naps and my husband was working from home and it was just like a nightmare, you know, and I just, they couldn't understand English yet, but mm-hmm. I literally just said quietly to myself, like, I want to quit you know, it's really hard. And so, but that, so you're going to have times like that, but that season doesn't last forever. You're still going to like yesterday was kind of a rough day for whatever reason, you know, but like the day before was beautiful and today was amazing, you know, but then 30 minutes before we were taking this call, so-and-so and so-and-so got in a dispute, you know? So, but just expect that there is going to be tough, but it's all worth it. Mm -hmm. It's all worth it. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and that's kind of, it's like the only constant in life, right, is change. So it's like when you're right. having a really difficult day, it can feel like, oh, this is how it's going to be forever. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> and also right. when you have right. a really great day, it's also not going to always be sunshine yeah. and rainbows. So it's kind of just, right. that's life. But I'm glad that they're doing well. And and your other children have adapted to having a new brother and sister. Yes. And that, you know, I think probably that was, probably the biggest challenge too, is just like, well, they're adjusting just like we are, Yeah, you know, and okay, now what are the rules now I'm going into each other's room and getting in their things. Mm -hmm. And so that's all a huge adjustment. And, and I don't know that we all, you know, as parents, like we handled it correctly, you know, for a while we're like, okay, you can lock your door, you know, for a while, you (laughs) know, and then it's just trying to explain, no, you can't just go in there and, you know, and do whatever in their rooms. But yet, they would go in Dawin's and Nowinska's room. Well, that didn't seem fair, you know? And so for the kids, it is a huge adjustment. And that's what I would think when you first come home is just to have, you know, just let them, your kids that have been home, you know, let them do their normal activities and have people when they offer to help, like let them come get them and go play or do whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that is a huge adjustment for your kids at home. So you're trying to adjust to the new kids and then mm-hmm. you're trying to, help your kids that have already been in your home adjust. And then you personally are trying to adjust. So it's, it's challenging. It's a lot. Well, and as a parent, you have, you're kind of like managing everyone's adjustment, like including your own, which is right. Which is a lot. Yeah. Do you have any like recommendations for, you know, 
I mean, gosh, I guess this just goes for parents of any kind, but like when you are bringing a new child into your home of like ways to like take care of yourself and make sure you're able to, you know, have yeah. the energy to, to handle it all. Right. It, it's funny. I just um, read a, I'm reading a book and it's called loving your actual life. And one of the first things, you know, suggested, and that's where for me, like I need a quiet time with God in the mornings, you mm -hmm. know? And so, but when they're coming in at four in the morning to cuddle and get in bed with you, that's all good. And that, and that we need to do that for a season. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, okay, but I really need to take care of myself, you yeah. know? So it would get to where I would be like, okay, I put a little clock and fortunately they know their numbers. So I'm like, okay, not until seven, yeah. seven, you could come in, you know? And then now it's at eight, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I definitely think taking care of yourself and not feeling guilty about that. Yeah. You know, with that said, I still haven't exercised today, you know, but like, <laughs> but really taking care of yourself, you know, so if it's a quiet time, if it's, you need your cough, whatever it is for you is if we take care of ourselves, we'll do a better job of taking care of everyone else. Absolutely. And so that's important. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it can be hard for people who are, you know, new parents, I guess. And you're like, oh my gosh, this tiny person needs me all the time, right. and, but you, you can, you know, you can be more present and like able to handle difficult moments if you've filled up your own cup. So I think yeah. And it's advice. not selfish. No. It's not selfish at all. It's for everyone's benefit. Absolutely. Um, what has surprised you about motherhood? Um, what surprised me? About motherhood. Wow, well, that's a good question, Melissa. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm kind of brain dead. I don't <laughs> um, what has surprised me? I don't. I don't know how to answer that one. I'll have to think on that one. I'm not sure that's how to okay. answer that one. Well, my next one is: What do you love the most about being a mom? Maybe that's. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just think like the funny little things they say, or just you know, when you're like feeling maybe a little discouraged or whatever, like mm -hmm. you are the best cook in the world, you know, and all you made was a grilled cheese, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's just that, that they just can encourage you, you know, and do they take so much out and drain you? Yes. But I just would think, wow, what would I do if I didn't have these little people in my life? You know, mm -hmm. they just bring so much joy. Yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. I love that. I love picturing your kids like, this is the best thing ever for grilled cheese. Yeah. I mean, grilled cheese is yeah. delicious. It is good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who doesn't love a grilled cheese? So th this podcast is going to come out around Mother's Day. And, um, you know, we just always want to acknowledge Mother's Day can be a hard, hard day for, for a lot of women who are waiting to become a mom. And, you know, for whatever reason, that's not um, their journey at this moment. Like, do you have an encouragement that you would share for, for women who are still waiting to become, to become a mother? Yeah. I mean, just, it's worth the wait and just trusting that God's timing is perfect. And that once you finally get that child, you'll, you'll understand like, you know, and I, I even look back on some of our kids and I'm like, cause we kind of would, we took a journey to try to adopt a little guy from Africa and it didn't happen. And it was like heartbreaking because God made it so obvious. Like he's never made it so obvious in all our adoption process mm -hmm. that we, that's what we're supposed to do. And looking back, I feel like God took us on that journey because Tatum wasn't ready for us, mm -hmm. you know? And so just trust that it's all in God's timing and that when you get that child, 
it will be a perfect thing. And just, it's, it will be exactly how it should have happened. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing your story, Brooke. I, it was such a joy to talk to you. You too. Thank you. That was AGCI adoptive mom, Brooke. Thanks for listening to Together by AGCI. As always, if you liked what you heard, please rate or review us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to read or watch even more stories, check out our website, allgodschildren.org. Reach out to us and let us know what you think on Instagram at allgodschildreninternational or email us at together at allgodschildren.org. We look forward to sharing another story of hope the next time we're together. We'll talk to you soon.